them. The inexplicable, the difficult to identify and pin down. Um, we've got a number of um, generation machines, things that will give us random answers to things, things that will t- tell us bizarre and weird stuff. But my guests in the studio are um, swimming blogger, Cat Stevens. Hello. Uh, author, Magnus Anderson. Hello. And um, not young British artist, uh, Alex Campbell. Hello. Why, why don't you want to be described as a young British artist, Alex? Because I'm not young, and it sounds a bit rubbish. Well, I don't know. I, I think there's there's more to your work than people sometimes say. It's very complex stuff. So um, we're, we're talking about the the random here, the 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 unplanned. Um, now, Magnus, in in another job that you do, as well as as well as <laughs> well as author, um, you um, model systems, and uh, randomness is clearly quite important to that sometimes. Uh, yeah, unfortunately I can be very, very serious about this, rather mm. than, it would be more lard than lol. Well, I think we can, we can do with a little bit of seriousness, um, <laughs> but only a little bit. Well, the, the story is, randomness happens in the middle. So you have big things, and you know what's going to happen to them, because there's normally one or two of them, and what they're doing is quite predictable. And you've got little things, and you know what's going to happen to them, because you've got so many that on average they kind of got one thing they do. But when you've got a handful of middle-sized things, working out what they're going to do all together is very, very hard. I can imagine that, yeah. So it's, 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 it's complex. Now, now Kat, you, you've done a bit of computer work in your time as well. Technically, yes. Okay, for my A-level computing... Actually, this wasn't for my A-level computing. I just did it in my spare time because I was bored and we got to use the computers in lunchtime. Right. I wrote a text adventure. Okay. I yeah. know! <laughs> Magnus has just got very excited at this. And um, I think I've possibly mentioned this on the radio before, but it bears repeating. Much like the random number generation system of my text adventure, which uh, determined what room you would end up in next, what sort of room, whether there would be a monster in it, or a jewel, or some sort of orc that you might trade with. <laughs> <laughs> and I did this just by saying pick a random number between one and a hundred and um it always seemed to land about like one or two right i don't know why that was why why do you think that was possibly because i'd done it wrong <laughs> that, that that might be it because of course random random number generating systems or random number gen- generators are pseudo random at best anyway because they have to rely on some kind of algorithm to do it, and you um, need a seed. Oh, well, well, yes, indeed. This is this is uh, you, that is kind of true, and it's definitely true if there is an algorithm involved. A lot of computers now use something where they detect something that will be random. So, for instance, the whether a current is going through a particular um, circuit or not, and they've got something which will read that, and they use that to seed the randomness, and yeah, and that and that makes it actually genuinely random as far as human beings are concerned. I guess in a quantum sense, if you were a deity, it still wouldn't be particularly random to you. No. I think in, in, this, in this case, this, this is what we're going to be doing with this show. We've got a, we've got a lot of material that we're going to be using, um, but the actual seed will be random sometimes, or the actual how we, how we operate. So, so for example, um, I asked everyone here to bring in a CD, which was unmarked. Um, or at least, if it was marked, it was it, it was marked in a way that they had no idea what was on it. We all have these now. People have, have these things bought, burnt for them, or they burn them for themselves, um, and so therefore, we don't know what's on these CDs. We do know there's there's the randomness is 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 bounded by a music that exists, music that people might burn for us, music that we may have. So it's not completely random, but we don't have any idea of what we're going to be playing. Absolutely none. And I'm going to ask Alex, and this is not in any way really random, apart from, of course, its impact on the system, to pick a number between 1 and 14. Uh, 13. Okay. Track 13. Now, this is Cat's CD, which okay. uh, was delivered to me in... Oh, no, this is, this is actually your CD, so I should ask uh, someone else to pick the number. Oh, Cat. yes, um, but not number one, because I know what's yeah. on that one, because I had to check that... It it's not your CD, it's, it's, it's Alex's CD. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, OK. Um, I'll pick number 12, then. OK. All right, so I'm going to play this. Um, I think the important thing... I'm going to leave the mics up so that we can discuss it briefly. Um, I'll turn the mics down a little bit, though. Um, as soon as anyone identifies it, please say so. As soon as we've identified it, it's clean to play on the radio, we can keep going. <laughs> those are our, our, our key things here. Beyond that... Um, We'll see what happens. Um, So this is our first track. Baby, please don't go. Baby, please don't go. Baby, please don't go. We're back to New Orleans, you know it hurts. 
hurts me so, you know it hurts me so. Well, so. And I'm way down here. Baby, please don't go. You know I'm way down here. Baby, I'm way down here. Down in a rolling bar, so baby, please don't go. Baby, please don't go. Baby, please don't go. No, it's quite good, though. Baby, some... please don't go. Let's listen to it. Baby, please don't go. Way back to New Orleans, you know it hurts me so. You know it hurts me so. That's um, Baby Please Don't Go by... Some musical artist. Some musical artist. Um, we are trying uh, the internet, internet's um, favourite can-you-work-out-what-that-music-is service, Shazam. Um, but nothing yet, but we'll find out soon. Um, so that was on your CD. Do you, uh, any, it's on the CD it says Xmas, which I, I believe it refers to some festival that takes place later in the year. Yeah. Um, it's not very festive, that particular track, though, is it? Hey, they're urging no. mm. Santa Claus not to go. Yeah, well, I think once he's turned up and given you your presents, though. Well, not to go and make his deliveries. What kind of nasty person says that? Well, but if you keep him, you get everybody else's presents. I, I, I do think there's something in that, because, I mean, if you're Mrs. Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus, if you will, <laughs> I mean... He only works one day a year, okay, or one night a year. I think but there's a lot of build-up. It's a lot of build-up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. But also, I mean, it, it, it... Someone has to manage those elves. It's quite a dangerous job, and I'm not just saying that having seen Santa Claus, uh, mean, where he accidentally gets killed like by, by Tim Allen. I mean, seriously, that's going to be a lot of yeah. elf paperwork. Do those elves get an appraisal? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's probably an elf appraisal method. Yeah, that's probably what they do. Well, you say you think there is, but you assume there's that kind of thing, then you find out there isn't, and then you've got this whole... Whole nightmare, and know? they will probably have to do some sort of dreadful elf and safety <laughs> thing. <laughs> really. oh, 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 the the and, and of course, then you start using <laughs> goblin puns as well. And um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> I want to introduce you to a few of the techniques we've got here for today's show. Uh, in front of me, I have um, a roulette wheel. It's an electronic roulette wheel. I'll, I'll, I'll just set it up so you can hear it. It looks very classy. Yeah, well classy. That's that's it on its way there. I don't know how well that, that comes off already. Looks yeah. just like a sound effects CD that you. <laughs> yeah, Easy Tiger. That's uh, <laughs> uh, no reference to uh, any kind of other comedy show. They're actually like, you can hear it. It's a real actual roulette. Oh, um, it just landed. It did. Sorry. Yes. Um, and changed it again. It's an American roulette wheel as well because it's got double zero and zero, which haven't factored in. Factored in. So hopefully that won't happen. So this, the idea of the roulette wheel is, it, we have um, a number of lists with a number of topics on it. Roulette will, will introduce that to us, and the guests will then discuss those topics. It's quite possible that these topics will, they will know nothing about. It's also quite possible that I will still urge them to talk about these things and perhaps make up stuff, because <laughs> let's be fair. <laughs> so, um, as ever with a show that's presented by me, um, you should take nothing of what we say as being true, um, unless you ask us twice, and then we'll tell you. So if you want to contact the show, you can always um, tweet freaktrigger.co.uk as well, or... Um, you probably tweet, actually, people, if you know people, you know... Uh, They're online now. Yeah, we are online now. Um, but, yeah, anyway, first first things first, let's try our first use of the roulette wheel. <laughs> I thought you said it was electric. It is, is but it takes it. ages when you do it electric. Here we go. Well, that's an that's, amazing that's <laughs> This bit takes ages. This, this bit takes ages. It's oh. spinning out. <laughs> 
Okay, number 14. So, this top list here, Alex, do you want to take that? Uh-huh. What okay. is, what is... 14? Oh, Pete. Um, 14, Timeline of Glaciation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I read a book about glaciers. Like, oh. Brilliant. Boom. Oh, yes. Whenabouts was this? Uh, this morning. <laughs> so, what was the timeline? <laughs> <Do> you, was <laughs> he... It was science fiction, though. Okay, no, no. Well, hey, look. It if you, you know more about glaciation than the three of us, the other three of us. Ursula Le Guin's uh, *The Left Hand of Darkness*. Oh, excellent book. Yeah. And um, this book involves uh, the protagonist. Being, he's on an alien planet, and he uh, gets into trouble, and sent to their equivalent of Siberia to uh, a, a, voluntary, a voluntary farm. So, on an alien planet. On an alien planet, he's like a, the, a, an envoy trying to get them to join a, the, his intergalactic hippie commune. Right. And instead, he gets sent to a commune. Oh, oh no. dear. Um, except it's very cold. The planet's um, completely uh, covered in, in snow and uh, hardly ever gets above freezing. And to escape, he must travel 600 miles over a glacier. Wow. <gasps> With his chum, who he's just met, sort of. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to go too much into it, but no. there's quite a lot of detail about glasses. What, what, what have you learned about glasses from it? They move quite slowly. Yes, <laughs> that is true. But but in moving, they carve awesome yes. they rock formations. Amazing features of the landscape. They do. But if you're trying to haul a sledge over it with mm. a diminishing supply of food, then it gets very difficult if you come up to any mountains because the glacier pushes against the mountain and it stops being all smooth and easy to get your sled over and lots of fissures and crevices come right. in. Fissures? Uh, yeah, glacier. Fissures. Fissures. Like dead fissures like in ice. Fissures. Yeah. Like going to Iceland. No, more like a big crack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> one of them... Fissures! <laughs> <laughs> we did keep saying fissures for a reason there. It wasn't just because... The dude's mate falls down one of these fissures. Yes. And uh, it's only like stopped from plummeting to a certain doom because the other dude is holding on to the edge of the sled. And apparently this is the comedy scene. This is the slapstick <laughs> bit. And I, I, I was just reading this this morning going, oh my God, oh my God, he's going to die. His only friend in this like, wasteland is going to drop down to uh, a very cold doom. But it's like, oh, we laughed about it later. <laughs> they're dangling from oh, a, the a, a frostbitten, we, with frostbitten hands clutching this robe. And like, oh God, I'm never going anywhere that's less than zero ever. Have you ever been on a glacier? I have. I've been on the Athabasca Glacier in Canada. Magnus? No. Alex? I don't think so. So you really are our glacier expert. I yeah. am. Do I win? Do I win a prize? You kind of win a prize, yeah. Has, has everyone uh, everyone read some, some work by Ursula Gwynn here? Mm -hmm. No? Oh, you should, Magnus. Um, no, no, yeah, I mean, the Earthsea uh, quadrology is, is very... Quite low on glaciers, actually. Very hot, isn't it? It's quite warm. It's quite warm. <laughs> it starts off in the mountains. Yeah. But then he leaves the mountains pretty quick because there's, like, an avalanche. Yes. And he decides this isn't for him. I'm going to go somewhere sunny. I mean, I, I think. I mean, this. Uh, this. This. Article, I mean, this. This list comes from um, a ran. What you can do on the internet is basically. Uh, it's quite easy. Easy to set up a random thing if you've got a online encyclopedia. One. Let's say there was an online encyclopedia and it had a random button. <laughs> I don't know um, any of those. I, I might be uh, online. Online Britannica or something like that. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I asked uh, a colleague of mine, um, a minion of mine at work, uh, to do this for me and do this list of forty items, um, and not give it to me until I've not seen this list either. Um, and, but I think, I, I think it just shows to show that the expertise is in this room to talk about these items. And were we willing to risk, risk another one? I yeah. think so. Of course. Uh, Hit it. To be fair, I was quite pleased with that one, because uh, having, having now looked at the list upside down, some of those things are really quite difficult to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's not football, is it? I don't know anything about football. I don't know. Well, someone just names... Okay, well, we can just guess. Yeah, or oh, make up. Yeah, just say they're a swimmer. Well, we might know some. Uh, number seven. Livingstone Bramble. 
Livingston oh, yeah. Bramble. Yeah. Yeah. Do you I, know? I got nothing. You got nothing on Livingston Bramble? <laughs> Magnus, Livingston Bramble? Uh, well, I can break it down into two parts and talk about them. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that, that I might work. the yeah. last one, so you should do this. Yeah. Liv- okay, Magnus, Livingston Bram- Bramble. Okay, uh, Livingston, um, you can make it in Livingston, but the, the best instance of Livingston I know is the author, uh, a notional author later, of the Fighting Fantasy series, who also set up Idols. Oh, uh, yes, the oh, computer game company. That's right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Ian, Ian Livingston. Livingston uh, who, along with Steve Jackson, presented a lot of books written by other people whose names <laughs> appeared on the spine, on the front cover in very small writing, and nowhere else. Yeah. <laughs> My favourite being the one that was written by the other Steve Jackson. Um, <laughs> that was the also was one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Car Wars. Or yeah, the, the uh, fa- Freeway Fighter. Yes, Freeway Fighter. Um, the Fighting Fantasy book sequence started in 19... Now, it was quite easy to work out, because we've it's had a recent anniversary, haven't we? So, Warlock of Firetop Mountain was the first one. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is where our twelve-sided random dice comes in. Yes, <laughs> choose, your own, choose your own adventure books for uh, for people with dice and <laughs> who like to fight. Um, and we're, we're a massive phenomenon in the eighties in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, elsewhere. and have been since. As yes, well. they still are. But um, obviously, we were younger then, so we <laughs> think that's the only time it ever really happened. <laughs> so, um, so that's that's Livingston um, Bramble. Uh, Bramble is um, an, an irritant when you're rambling. I was, I was going to go with Wilfred Bramble there. Oh, okay. um, uh, well, no, I mean, I think there's it's probably... Not just an irritant. You can make jam, delicious oh, blackberries. Actually, no, so let's go back to those brambles, actually. They are better, <laughs> aren't they? A lot of... Uh, have you ever made, like, slow gin that actually isn't probably slows, but is made out of brambles instead? Mmm, it's pretty nice. Mm. Good times, good times, my friends. <laughs> bramble, bramble gin. Mm. What I mean is, what is a bramble? Because I, I, I know, I know the bramble plant, and I said the irritant when when rambling. Um, but actually, the actual fruit is it? It's a form of edible hedge pig. <laughs> <laughs> and I like in Sainsbury's. Then you're looking for blackberry jam, and mm. they don't have blackberry jam; they have no. bramble jam. Yeah. So that's what it is. That's because they're well heritage and all, you know. So is, is a blackberry? Is a bramble just so a blackberry? Better. Well, sometimes yes. you get red ones on there, so I thought those were raspberries, but they're not. They're right. unripe ones. <laughs> no, they're fine. Nah. Well, I'm not dead, am I? I don't know. <laughs> but there, there's quite a long distance between fine and kill. And dead, <laughs> yeah, no, true. There is, there is a lot, a big, a big, big, big area there. Okay, the, our, our last one on this on this section. Let's watch that reboot. We'll go. Is, there's something really, really quite nice about them. And remember, you're talking about this, Alex. Yeah, whatever it is. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> But we don't know which. You could say anything on any number, and we wouldn't know. That's the point. We've got no no blind here. I don't know what's on the list. So number six. Dealing with ESF paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) Number six. Can can we go again? Because those these are just words I don't even know. Let's see. What does it say? Peruva Ragan. Yeah, she's right. (laughs) Peruva Ragan. Do it again. It sounds like some kind of spice mix to me. Yeah, I've got nothing yeah. to say about spice mixes. Or a song from uh, The Lion King. Oh, please, it comes up six again. <laughs> God, we did come up lucky with glaciation. <laughs> yeah, it's number, it's number seven again, so um, that's Livingston Bramble again. Okay, one one last go on this, and then we'll, if not, we'll, we might just go to a song. You could always make up a number, Pete, but actually wouldn't challenge you. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, not like me, it's not like me not to do that, isn't it? I don't know what's, I don't know what's gone wrong with me. Just I say something in the 20s. He's uh, uh, <laughs> number seven again. Okay. No, 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 it's actually number 29. 29. Yeah. Okay. J.K. Tallinn as Saddam. As in J.K. is in rolling. Tallinn as in the place in Estonia. And Saddam is in Hussein. I think that's possibly a... How is um, that one thing? I think that might be a football team. Oh, maybe. J.K. Tallinn as Saddam. Now, Tallinn is in Estonia, isn't it? So it wouldn't be um, completely covered by the, the difficulties we had with Serbian footballers the other day. Now, I've got to say, with that, with that issue with Serbia versus Italy... That, that happened where someone threw a flare on the pitch and the game got avan- abandoned. I've always thought it strange that in Italian football they allow them to bring flares in in the first place. Because it always seemed to be... And it's OK if they maintain the flares in the crowd, where they seem to be more dangerous than in the open space on the pitch, where, OK, they might have to stop the game for a bit, but it's a bit dangerous. What about sparklers? Are you allowed sparklers? Well, you're not allowed any of these things in British ones. I mean, you're not allowed to take in... You know, someone's been, someone's been stopped going into a football ground in the UK for taking in a false leg... 
that's attached to the bottom of their leg. <laughs> really? This is well, the most interesting thing that's happened in football, as far as I'm concerned. Well, you're not, you're not all about football. You like, you like wetter sports, I believe. I do. I'm a big fan of water sports. Really? OK, ah. well, well, we'll make sure that goes on your next Lonely Hearts submission. But, Magnus, can you pick me a number between number, number 1 and 15, please? Uh, number 7. Number 7. Now, this is from Cat CD. Uh, can, what can you tell me about this untitled CD? Um, I found it this morning, and it's got nothing written on it at all. Well. Nothing, it hasn't, nothing. You, you gave it to me in a Spice Girls CD case, but yes. that's got nothing to do with this. Number, this is track seven. Um, as before, um, we will try to identify it, try to see if it's rude, and then <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> we know this. This is Alcazar, and uh, moving up with Alcazar. Alcazar, I think it might be called, or there's subtitles and stuff like that in it. Um, yeah, uh, the CD seemed to be falling apart there a bit as well, so we, we faded down a little bit early because it was going a bit glitchy, um, which is always a, a problem with the random, that it's completely unpredictable. But unpredictability is not the same as randomness. Well, it did look like quite an old CD. It's quite scratched on the back as well. Yeah. Um, what can you tell me about Alcazar, uh, Kat? Well, as far as I'm aware, then it's a sort of brand of uh, alcoholic drink that's quite fizzy, and they decided to release a pop song to go along with it. That's right, no, I, I understand this well. Also, I believe that the lead, the lead <laughs> member, <laughs> at least one of the lead members of Alcazar, are in the Swedish royal family. Um, which I is which? I think it's the girl. Yeah, and I think I think she's Princess um, Frigga or something like that. And um, the interesting about uh, uh, Princess Frigga is that the, the Swedish royal family are the archetypal um, of the modern royals, who cite the cycling royals, the ones who don't really take much money from the state. And quite interesting that. And it's sad, sad to see this week um, the death of Claire Rayner. Um, that was sad. Who <laughs> was well known? She's a committed, committed anti-royalist, committed anti-royalist. Oh, but campaign. she still took Good her the OBE though. She still took her OBE. Which yeah. she accepts cycling as a kind of a compromise. I think I don't think she wanted to kill the royals, <laughs> um, and I, you know, I think she's wanting to remove them from um, public life in that respect. And uh, I mean, the, the sort of the Danish and the Swedish model is very much sort of middle ground, mm-hmm. where they don't get much from the state, but they're still kind of there, and they're still. Well, get some kind of vague celebrity yeah. status, yeah. They get celebrity status from it. Um, anyway, so that was that was um, a, a, a good good track to book up there, and not one we've played on Resonance, the art of listening uh, before, uh, Resonance 104.4 in London, and on the web, mm-hmm. uh, Resonance Live. Um, in front of everyone, anyway, there are now six envelopes. There are? Six envelopes. I would like each of you to take one of these envelopes, please. I'm going to take the one nearest to me. Is that random enough? 
No, no, but it doesn't matter. You can do what you like. It's, yeah, anyway, Magnus took it for an hour. Can I open it? I've so, it to again, again, a uh, um, assistant um, uh, who should be paid, but in, well, she's paid by my work, but not, not to do this, um, has has <laughs> found six items, six, six articles. Um, oh, come uh, on. And I'd just like you to read out the title. When we go to the next song, I'll let you, try, let you look at them properly and then we'll talk a little bit about them. So, uh, um, Kat, first of all, let's start with yours. What's, what's yours? Disney's Once Upon a Dream Parade. I think that could be quite interesting. <laughs> Magnus, yours is? Frederick McLaughlin. Ooh, interesting. And Kat, uh, sorry, Alex. Kat? Uh, Milford Haven Railway Station. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think you could, could probably go on Milford, Race, uh, Milford Haven Railway Station. Well, you, I don't think there's much there, from what I understand of that particular article. There's the, the picture suggests not a lot there. There's a bush. Do you know where Milford Haven is, uh, Magnus? No. Cat? Um, the UK? It is in the UK. Do you want to narrow it down a bit? Where do you think its nearest big city is, or what, what county do you think it might be in? The sea. <laughs> <laughs> Could be, could be. Haven suggests port to me. Okay, yeah, Magnus. No, that sounds good. Unless it's near a place called Milford, uh, and it's where you go <laughs> if you if, don't want to be there. Yeah, <laughs> terrible things happen in Milford. <laughs> it's we've got that. Well, I think Alex will now tell you all about Milford Haven <laughs> and the railway station. It's a, um, it's a town in Pembrokeshire, yeah. Wales. It's in Wales. Wales. So does it have a Welsh name? Not on this bit of paper. It doesn't. I, oh, I think it, it does. I think it does. Yeah, but I don't know it. Okay, well, I'm we'll not we'll... the internet. It's quite <laughs> long and complicated, I think. It's I bet it stops. Ab- Aberford, Mil- Milford. I don't know. I don't know Welsh. Abermill. Yeah, just could be there. Aberfordshire. Mil- so anyway, t- what can you tell us about the railway station? Uh, it was opened in uh, on September the seventh, eighteen sixty-three, and was originally known as Milford. <laughs> it's going old Milford by January nineteen eighty-two. So there is a new Milford. Milford Havel. Sorry, I'm a bit drunk. It's, it's um, extraordinary, you know all this. They have one train every two hours to Manchester Piccadilly via Carmarthen. How long does it take to get to Manchester from Milford Haven? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, off the top of my head, approximately two hours, 30 minutes to Cardiff Central and six hours to Manchester Piccadilly. Six hours? Six, six hours. hours. That really but is. Then, then you're in Manchester Piccadilly and what more could you want from life if you're from Milford? You must oh, really yes. want that gig. Yeah. yeah. This is basically all the information I've got, although I could give you its coordinates. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I personally think we should move on. I think we probably could move on from that one. Um, I mean, it, it, is, it is interesting. I mean, the, 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 this, the online encyclopedias do have items about this. I mean, you know, in the old days, Encyclopedia Britannica, or what, did you have a set of encyclopedias as a kid? Did you have Britannica or something else? Uh, I had a, uh, a junior encyclopedia that was not really that junior. It was quite detailed. And a bit <laughs> about... about Grown up things. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Seriously, that page was bent back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Uh, Magnus, um, Encyclopedia. I, I, well, mine was pretty similar as sort of um, family ones. I had to share it with uh, with my sister. And it, 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 I wonder if it was excised because it didn't seem junior enough that it wouldn't have that, that adult stuff in it. But it definitely wasn't my, my source of information for that. Mm. Oh, no, it was, definitely was. It, um, although most, it was the <laughs> school one that had more use of it. Yeah. Uh, because that had different volumes, um, and the uh, S to U volume, <laughs> and that one, like the spine was like completely peeled off by the end of the year, and we Source. got them new yeah. in, in in September, That's and it was, yeah, it was just falling apart by the end. Yeah, we had I had the the Wonder Book Encyclopedia as a child, which is my dad's previous encyclopedia, which is good because at like the back the Wonder Book of Tell Me Why, it, it might be similar, might be might be part Sorry, of the same. Dangerous. But yeah, the, the, it's all right. I do it all the time, and you know, it's only oh, fair yeah. I get it back. Um, <laughs> in the Wonder Book Encyclopedia, it had a number of tables at the back uh, where it listed kings and queens of Britain, presidents of USA, and my dad had assiduously added a number of presidents up until JFK. And he even wrote in when he died. Oh. So, yeah, that was, uh, it was quite nice. There was also a connection between me and my dad. As a, uh, he would have been uh, about 18 when he did that. So Did he stop at Kennedy and not put Henry Ford in afterwards? Sorry, not Henry Ford. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a reason why he didn't add Henry Ford, yes. Um, so, you, but you agree with, you clearly agree with Henry Ford that history is bunk then. You know, that's uh, a bunk. Apparently <laughs> so. Or you did a bunk during history, at least. Well, uh, according to this uh, <laughs> online version of uh, Encarta that we're using, it appears to be so. <laughs> that's, that's true. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, the other um, list that we've got here, um, I did, we, we got one list from online Encarta Britannica, 
Um, and the other list is from freakytrigger.co.uk, our parent um, website, um, which has got, again, there's, there's 1 to 40, so 7 is almost certainly going to come up. We might as well just do 7 now. <laughs> um, the, the idea here is that these are subjects that we probably have more of a grasp on or have an idea of. It may not yeah, be true. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, indeed. It's, I mean, the website's 12 years old now, um, or 11 and a half years old, and there's been a lot of, a lot of stuff written on there. So, um, yeah. what's that sound? I hope it's 27. <laughs> <laughs> 20. 20. 27. 27. And that number yeah. one looked pretty racy. 24. Okay. What's 24, Alex? Oh, my God. Johnny Logan, what's another year? Which is the song that was number one when I was born. Wow. Yeah. See, and this is one of the things about randomness. That, of course, all it takes is a few things to align, and suddenly we think there's patterns in the universe. There's, there's things that happen. You know, is there? that there's ways of predicting things. Um, there really is. And um, I've been investigating this today. Earlier on, <laughs> um, as my followers on Twitter may have seen, uh, I invented a machine for predicting the future. To wow, try and, to try and uh, take out the element of randomness from mm. our, our daily lives. And I would like to uh, show everyone my... My machine that I've got. <laughs> oh, my God, that's your machine? Machine? As you can see, it's very high-tech. It's, it, it's based uh, on a, an ancient mystical art from, mm-hmm. from the, the, the pre-internet days. Wow, well, pre-internet, that's a long, yeah, I, I long time ago. That's and a... um, as you can see, it's a, a geometrical construction, mm-hmm. and there's lots of mystical symbols I on couldn't it. make one of those. Matt Magnus, could, could you describe, could no, you describe I, what you're seeing there? Well, look, it looks very dangerous. Uh, please don't point it at me. It's... Um, um, it's like a kind of, uh, I can't, can't tell what substance it's made of, uh, some kind of papyrus. It's uh, like a flower. It's, it's, uh, it looks like, like a top. Oh. <laughs> it, it, does, it does look quite aggressive, quite sharp in places. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's intricately folded. Intricately folded. It's, it, it's, um, this is a paper prototype, I'm assuming the, if you were making a larger <laughs> one, you'd make it out of metal or something. Or um, not titanium. necessarily. I think that would uh, uh, be a detriment to it. Does it require an operator? Powers. Um, it, it does, and it also inc- it requires some input from the person whose future it's going to foretell. So um, if someone would like to uh, either point or attempt to read out one of the mystical symbols on the front, Magnus. Um, yellow. Yellow. Y-E-L-O-W. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. no, it's not, yet, not yellow, the band. <laughs> I do get confused about that sometimes. Easily done. Um, would you like to pick a number? Five. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> and another number? And another number. Three. Right. <laughs> Let's find out what Magnus's future is. Oh. <laughs> Shelley von Strunkel, eat your heart out. <laughs> Magnus, Magnus, you want to read your own future, okay, I think, in this situation. I'm incredibly superstitious, as yeah. we mentioned previously. I'm, of course, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of, like, bothered by Just this. Just read so it. I am worried that <laughs> I am... Th- <laughs> It says, you will play in an amateur darts league. Wow. <laughs> and that wasn't on the cards before this, no, but now... But now, now that, it, that, is going, that fate will haunt me. Yeah. Wherever I go. That's it, do you want to have a go, Alex? Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I think I might just do, like, uh, the, the first round, because... The colour and the number. Yeah, green. Yeah. Uh, G-R-E-E-N. And pick a number. Six. Six, right, let's have a look. A pot of paint will fall on your head in a comedic style. Ooh. Yeah, this is actually quite like the game where I live. <laughs> yes, because as I say, as we mentioned earlier, you are a, you are a, uh, a middle-aged <laughs> um, European artist. Um, yes, I'm an artist. <laughs> yeah, you live, well, you, you, live, you have a studio which has somehow bestowed upon you artist status. Yes. Uh, and you do do art. Which came first, the studio or the artist? It's a good question. It is a good Brilliant. question. Um, and, you know, I, do, I, I do, I dabble. Is that what maketh the artist? Um, so anything else? I mean, you, you, so you said you were born to What's Another Year. Yes, I was born to the sound of What's Another Year. <laughs> <laughs> My parents are big fans. Um, <laughs> no, as far as I know, I was born to the sound of midwives and screaming yeah your own screaming yeah my mother's and father's yeah indeed yeah but it was number one when you were born i mean when when you discovered that were you a bit disappointed yeah i know what i would have been i've still not even heard that song it just sounds a bit well who knows it might be on the next cd uh when we get there anyway let's 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 let the roulette wheel of 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 going to number seven pick a number for us (laughs) (laughs) This bit is, you know, 
This is really slow. I like this bit. This, this is good, fun. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, number nine. Is this from the Freaky Trigger list? Yeah, from the Freaky Trigger list. Freaky Day 25, people. Dark Side of the Moon, Around the World in 80 Lousy Tunes. Oh, <laughs> Ah, yes, well, this, this was a, uh, a, a long-running feature. <laughs> Some say a little bit too long. Um, <laughs> it had to be done. Yeah, it had to be done. Um, Freaky Trigger early on had, a, had an ongoing article called I Hate Music, written by our sorely... Sorry, sadly missed um, uh, writer Tanya Hedden. She's in prison now, isn't she? I'm not, I don't think I'm allowed to say that. Oh, um, sorry, sorry. But yeah, she's in prison now. Um, and, and yeah, uh, she basically has a, a version to all music and wrote a lot of stuff about um, hating music and then decided to do a themed trip around the world <laughs> where she picked wherever she was at that, in that particular juncture to uh, to hate on it, and as part of this trip, I believe she did visit the moon. <laughs> um, Not technically in the world. She must have no. really hated music. I mean, to remount <laughs> the space program. I think it might have been accidental. From what I remember, it was accidental and very Tintin esque at that point. Um, it, it, but but unlike many a Freaky Trigger uh, series, it did actually finish. Much of the joy of everyone who wasn't reading it. Did she at the get time. an extra day because she went round the world in the right direction? Ah no, she, she went. She went. She went round. She lost the day because she went round the world in the wrong direction. Oh, <laughs> see, that, uh, that's a schoolgirl error from Tanya, though. She was. I mean, a lovely girl, but you know, it was always a pain when you went out of her, unless you went to certain kinds of pubs. She'd rail against me. She'd always just talk about how terrible music was. So, um, and Docs, I mean, at the same time, though, I agree with her on Doc's Side of the Moon. It is. I also one of the most popular items on um, Freaky Trigger because uh, I believe it might be the article that also has a picture of Big Track with a copy of Dark Side of the Moon <laughs> blue tacked on the back of it uh, to prove how you could maintain Dark Side of the Moon on the Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, OK, and one last one before we get on to our next scary... Scary random track. Though so far they've been pretty good. Fingers crossed for 27! It's just going to be seven again, isn't it? Mm. 36. S-Express, theme from S-Express. Oh, oh, I love that song. Oh, it's a brilliant track. 1987 was a good year for songs about... Essex Press. Essex. <laughs> Essex, yeah, the Essex Press. Yeah, Essex. For all of your dry cleaning needs, come to Essex Press. No, don't That's be silly. It's on local newspaper. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, it is the Essex Press. Yes, yeah, sorry. And advertiser. Um, yeah, no, uh, the thing to I remember when it came out, um, I had a, I just got a Amstrad tape to tape machine. It broke about a year and a half later. Mm. Sir Alan. Sorry, <laughs> Lord Sugar. Actually, no, you'll always be Alan Sugar to me. Um, yeah, it broke very quickly, but I may, may have bro broken because I did spend a lot of time trying to make my own remixes just using that tape tape player. Mm -hmm. You're a pioneer. Uh, no, it was, it was Amstrad. Yeah. Not Pioneer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, and oh, look, it's come to 27 since you wanted to mention it. <laughs> I don't even know what 27 means. Uh, that now I do not like to think of maggots in his eyes. That sounds like it might be one of Mark's. That's from a Betjamin poem, I think. Yeah. That rings a bell. It's about it's about death, obviously. These were the maggots that were his eyes. Oh, it might have been in our fear month. Could well have been in our month. I mean, I, th I hope that anyone who's listening who's, who's never been to Freaky Trick can see the depth and strength <laughs> of the archive here. <laughs> Uh, it's very diverse. Yeah, we've picked we picked on a couple of things which are unpopular, which obviously are is uh, Tom Ewing, the founder's um, list of uh, number one songs, which he's re reviewing as he gets through. And in fact, he's just about to hit an awesome milestone: the end of the eighties um, in the next couple of days. He's just done S, S Express. That was pretty recent. Though. Yeah, I did it. Wasn't that it? was eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah, as, yeah as he's, he's been going at a good clip. Yeah, no, yeah, and, and and good luck. To, but, we're, but we're going as a good clip here as well because we need, need another random song now. So who's who's not picked a number yet? I haven't picked a number, but it's my CD. But you don't know what's on it, though? You I don't know what it's on it. I did pick a number. I picked number seven. Somebody else. Alexson, I think. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Um, uh, what's the upper limit? I don't know. Uh, uh, okay, six. Thirteen is the upper limit, but six is way below that. Let's you see. Maths, we know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I, I've got a degree. <laughs> yeah, me too. Not and nice unfortunately, with the funding regime that's coming in, I'm not sure I'll be able to do that anymore. <laughs> I think... This is They Might Be Giants themed Doctor Evil. Or is it a proper James Bond theme? I think it's probably a James Bond theme. Yeah. Oh, this is, yeah, I think it is, yeah, you're right, it is. Oh, Her Majesty's secret 
like she says. Listen to this for a bit. So yeah, Cat, we didn't do your fortune. That's, well, I don't know what will happen. It might break the machine if we try and ask it what its creator. Use error. Yeah, some kind of infinite feedback. What pick, do you do from start? Pick a colour. Um, red. R-E-D. Uh, seven. Seeing as that's our popular number for tonight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And one. Aha, uh-huh, your fortune is... You will grow an extra toe at some point. <laughs> so, well, you know, that's, that's good to know. Have you, have, you got any lizard, have you got any lizard blood in you? Well, the next time I'm cl- crossing a glacier, I might need an extra toe because I hear that frostbite does tend to affect the extremities. I, I have heard that when travelling across glaciers, it is good to pack an extra toe, just for those kind of incidents. It's true. It's true. So, Kat, can you tell us um, about the Disney... Uh, Parade. What's it called? <laughs> the Once Upon a Dream Parade. Once Upon a Dream Parade. What can you tell us about the Once Upon a Dream Parade? There are eight floats. Eight. Eight. Not Where does it take place? Is it at, at Disneyland or Disney um, World or both? This is a Disneyland Park, but it doesn't actually say which... Oh, hang on, Paris in brackets. OK, yeah. there we go. Opening date, March 31st, 2007. <laughs> and the eight floats all have different names. OK. Dreams of imagination. Dreams of laughter and fun. <gasps> Dreams of friendship, fantasy, power, adventure, and romance. Tell us about the dreams of power. What's on the What's on the dreams of power one? Uh, dreams of power. Let's have a look. Is it like the Tory party conference all over again? Or? <laughs> this float features the Disney villains. Surely that should be the nightmare. Yeah. Oh my god. Who's Who's on this float then? This is horrifying. Who can we boo? <laughs> the floats led by flame dancers who juggle and and use poi. Oh, oh that's poi. That's really Oh, <laughs> Poi. Oh, I thought Poi had gone. Basically, it's, it's all the bad died. queens from, like, Snow White and, like, Cinderella and all of that. And then, like... Is Jafar there? Um, Jafar is not there, but the giant demon Chernoborg is... Chernoborg? Is that, like, the, the living nuclear furnace of Chernoborg? <laughs> it says Chernoborg. <laughs> like, oh, he's on top of Bald Mountain. Didn't he, didn't he's he used to be able to get a... Fantasia. Um, oh, OK, yeah. Didn't he used to be able to get a ferry from uh, Harry? to Chernobyl. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> they cancelled it then. Yeah, well... It's, 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 oh, I see. Um, in, mid-June, in mid-June 2010, Maleficent, that's yeah. the, the, the Snow White... Yeah, Snow White Queen, yeah. ...suddenly fell from the float and landed on her neck due to her harness and seat structure snapping in half. Truly villainous. Health and safety rules there. Eh? That's, that's, I'm not saying Francis lacks in health and safety, or Disney. After five minutes, I'm not saying either of those things. After no, five no. minutes, she was just escorted backstage, <laughs> and then the parade continued as normal. The float did not appear the following day. <laughs> so there were no, no villainy the next day. They, they just <laughs> carried on like nothing had happened. No, that's 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 shocking. Any other facts about this uh, this particular parade? This parade, um, well, each of the floats have the different songs. So, like the Dreams of Power one we just had, uh, the songs are Night on Bald Mountain, obviously yeah, Chernobyl. Um, poor unfortunate souls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On a dark night, former Aladdin. 
<laughs> I think that might be from Aladdin, but you know. Uh, and, I don't uh, think they can spell check everything on, on, on online in Carlton Britannica. And uh, be prepared, which I didn't think was Disney at all. I thought that was. Baden uh, Powell. Yeah. yeah. I think he's trying to uh, subtly. Should he be on the villain's float, Baden Powell? I mean. I don't know. He seems a little bit out of place. You know, that's not villainous, that's nice. Well, villains use knots, don't they? He'd be yes, on Dreams of... Dreams of Utilitarianism. I think that's Dreams of Romance. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, no. Let's see what's on Romance. Yeah, tell us what's, what's on Dreams of Romance. As the parade draws to a close, the Disney princesses arrive for the finale. How are they dressed? But since there are so many, two floats had to be created. Oh my oh, god! The official Disney princess. I mean, I know I know a bit about Disney, princes, Disney princesses. Pocahontas, for instance, is a Disney princess. Technically, yes. Mulan is a Disney princess, even though she is a, uh, a, a peasant girl. But Mulan doesn't make it into the Wikipedia. Uh, however, uh, Tiana and Prince Naveen from uh, Disney's 2009 film Princess and the Frog do. So well, she is a princess, mind. But they've got the, the prince who's acting the gender-reversed role oh, of the of course, helpless yeah. uh, dude who needs to be rescued. Because these guys, girls are a lot more, um, uh, you know... It's still very pro-status, though, isn't it? They're still saying you've got to be a princess or to get a prince. Well, yeah. it is Disney. One day my well, prince I think that's, will that come. should be upheld, you know. Princes should only have princesses. Oh, my God. <laughs> On the songs for the Dreams of Romance float, it says, Oh, Kelly's bump and grind. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. Surely not. I, I, think I, mean, I, don't, see, I don't see nothing wrong. That's with a, a bit of bump and grime, but <laughs> yeah, I think maybe yes. Uh, I just thought I just might might play Two Princes by, um, but anyway, uh, Magnus. Um, what can you tell me about about Frederick McLaughlin? Yeah, Frederick McLaughlin. Well, um, I'll, I'll read some choice facts about his life and see if you can piece them together. Okay. Uh, McLaughlin was a hands-on owner. Mm-hmm. McLaughlin was fiercely patriotic. Mm-hmm. McLaughlin also feuded with other owners. And did he get to number three with Hey Mona? <laughs> <laughs> so he was he was into owning stuff. So he was rich, right? He was a rich guy. Uh, yeah. He served in the United States Army during World War One. Is American? Oh, oh, the word owner mm. in America suggests sports. Very good. Um, he was. I, you're, I think that's as good as anyone's going to get, unless. You well, we could, we could probably know. Is it baseball? Is it? Is it American football? Is it? It basketballs is. is it hockey I've got to read this yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah did I ask you to do that yeah uh, it's uh, hockey 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 uh, yeah it's uh, the Chicago Blackhawks oh. from 1926 right. and he died of a heart attack in 1960 uh, when he was 67 1944 well can we open another envelope? Yeah, open another envelope. Yeah, because yeah, there, there are six in total. So one more each. Sorry to anyone who's hearing me sneeze on the radio. Um, oh, I did. It had a certain uh, illness. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you know. It's, you can't catch a cold from airwaves. Uh, Alex, what have you got this time? Bugs Bunny, colon, superstar. <laughs> OK. It's it's, colons, therefore. Well, Is that a piece of editorial in this encyclopaedia? Hmm. He is a superstar. I love Bugs Bunny nearly as much as I love Essex uh, Express. It's, it's about the uh, 1975 documentary film narrated by Orson Welles. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't obviously link. I mean, Orson Welles... I mean, there is obviously a link with Orson Welles and Pinky and the Brain, but not what Bugs Bunny. What I'd like to say at this point is yeah. my favourite film is What's Up, Doc, with Barbara Streisand. It is a good film. It is just the best film. It is a beautiful screwball comedy. You yeah. Know, is. I mean, yeah, it's ripping off Bring Up Baby, but, you know. Is it as good as the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner movie? I love that. I would know. I've only seen What's Up, Doc, with Barbara Streisand. I've seen no other films in my life. <laughs> very, very important you pronounce it Barbara as well. Barbara Streisand. Yeah, that's, yes. how, it's, that's how it's pronounced. Um, the uh, Bugs Bunny Roadrunner movie just packages quite a lot of... There's not much connective tissue, is there? there there's that's a original. Bit. I mean, it follows Bugs Bunny uh, in his mansion. Right. He's wandering around in a Hugh Hefner-style smoking jacket. <laughs> I, can ima- I can imagine it. It's not nice, that imagination. A carrot that he then unscrews and sort of like, puts some tobacco in and then proceeds to light up and smoke. Nice. I think. Nice. Oh, no, no. It's, he unscrews the top and pours in some carrot martini and then sips it. Oh. Carrot martini. Carrot martini. We should try that. We should definitely try a carrot yeah. martini. It's it's London Cocktail Week this week. Apparently so. Apparently so. No, no one told me. Um, and not that they need my permission or anything, but yeah, they knew what happened to me. Tell me. Uh, you're on 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 your piece of paper there, Magnus. What, what uh, mine concerns the future. It concerns the future? A, a proposed surface-to-air missile called the Common Anti-Air Modular Missile. 
Wow. Wow. Which, uh, whose service history is given as possibly 2018. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's so special about this missile? Uh, it, um, it's for all three branches of the British Armed Forces. Uh, so that it can be deployed anywhere. Mountain rescue. Yeah, mountain <laughs> rescue. Because uh, that, that whole thing. Use a lot of co- yeah, coast guard, mountain rescue, and river rescue, or whatever. Yeah. It was, uh, cave British rescue. Waterways. Yeah, exactly. And Is it the sort of missile you can climb inside to escape from the baddies? I don't think you can do that with any real missile. They, they, uh, I mean, that doesn't really happen. To be I fair, don't they just... don't say you can't. It might. Okay. So this article is a stub, and they. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Did they teach you no common sense at school, though? <laughs> don't climb into missiles. It's oh, true. As a last resort. You've got to take the payload out first. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, there's no They're not really designed for landing well, though, are they, missiles? They're, not, they're, they're really designed for hitting there things. There's a very random element there. Then right? exploding. Um, there was, a, in, 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 the, uh, in the terrific, in my opinion, uh, nine, uh, 2002 film Sahara, uh, oh, which I yes. which I watched last night because it was on it was what? on uh, film four it was on you film four it twice. yeah I know I did watch it well <laughs> it was I was yeah anyway um, but the the film ends with um, them finding <laughs> it's actually quite complicated now now I say it in the light of day it does the sound the only thing you need to explain is the science yeah okay <laughs> they found a ironclad boat in the middle of the Saharan desert which still after two hundred years had a working cannon they used the working cannon to take out a helicopter. But the key thing is, once the cannonball hits the helicopter, it doesn't explode. It sits on the floor of the um, <laughs> helicopter for a few few seconds before it explodes. So they go, so everyone in the helicopter go, ha ha! They tried to shoot <laughs> us down with a cannonball, and then they, it does. So, so it's so. got an exploding cannonball. Does it have a little fuse? Well, all cannonballs exploded. That's, they, they weren't just supposed to be there for hit hard. I mean, you put a few, you you pack them with a fuse beforehand, so they would explode when they landed on deck as well. Because no, I thought they were just for bulk. No, 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 no. They, they explode as well. They're like big grenades. It was just to, like, punch a hole in your ship. That's what we got told in our Ships and Seafarers project at school. They lied. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you were the liar, Pete. <coughs> well, could be. It could be. Well, I'm, I'm not... I'm the horror of the movie is the liar. I don't, I don't want to the say... The horror of the movie did... Uh, it was a horror, wasn't it? Which said... Uh, which, as a plot point, got rid of some deadly chemical by vaporising it. Oh, yes, no, you're right, yeah. <laughs> Not only vaporising it, they use, they use uh, solar, solar-powered energy as well to vaporise it. And actually, to get out of that, Steve Zahn does hide inside a missile. So, <laughs> see, this, this is the thing about randomness, you know? Things just come around, they do hook up, and your article, Cat, is on. Julie Reeves, a country singer from America. Oh. She's not dead, and uh, <laughs> she's married Julie. to some dude called Cletus. <laughs> Well, we've all done that. Is she any relation to Gentleman Jim Reeves? Um, if she is, it doesn't say. Here, I think if she was, but her debut and only album is called "It's About Time." <laughs> <laughs> was it about time? It strikes me it's about time she made another one. Well, indeed, I, I think this is what the thing is. Julie took a break from country music after the birth of her child in order to raise the child. <laughs> <laughs> she now she is now working on a contemporary project called God's Child. God's a Child. Big headed, isn't Whoa. it? <laughs> so she's had a child, and now she's doing. Uh, oh, hold on! We might hear about hear of this lady again. A latter. Yeah. Uh, when when did she have a child? Twenty years. Um, Two thousand. Two thousand and four. Oh, about to say, mind you, Jesus was, was year four, wasn't he? Yeah. No, Don't ask me. I'm the atheist around here. Uh, Jesus, oh, Jesus like the rest of us. The, yeah. Um, the Antichrist by a certain number of years. I don't know how many. Yeah. Ooh. Stalker. <laughs> Did Jesus have two minor top 40 hits, though? I don't not, think so. Not yet. Well, you say he didn't, but are we sure he didn't? He's had his hand in a few. Well, I know that like, the OCC was only... Um, well, no, the, the official charts yeah. only started in 1952, and I think that was a bit after Jesus' time. Yeah, but just because yeah. it wasn't there then, it doesn't mean he didn't have a hit single back then. That's, you're thinking about music, Britain. Sheet music and all that oh. kind of stuff, yeah, and, and way back then. It would I mean, have been like Roman car... Slaps. He was music. carpenter. He probably was onto the, into the percussive, percussive stuff. I mean, I don't know. That's yeah. a murder for copyright law. That is. Is, is it? <laughs> what? Just drumming in general? Well, no. If you're not going to write it down anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that is an issue. Well, he would be out of copyright anyway, though, because it's two thousand years old. I don't think it, I don't think even I don't think even Disney could make that one last much longer. <laughs> not even not even Great Ormond Street Hospital could hang on to that one much longer than that. So so um, what have we learned from this show? Um, <laughs> lots of very small, in, unconnected facts. Yeah, that but we shouldn't drink. Well, yeah, but we knew that anyway. It's not really something we've learned. It's, um, I've learned that I want to be a Disney villain. Yeah, you want to be on that float. Actually, no, I want to be on the Bumchaka Wow Wow float. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who who doesn't? Who doesn't want to be <laughs> a dog koala? Yeah. I've learnt what Milford Haven means. What does it mean? Um, it means the mouth of the the two mouths of the river Clethal. Well, very yeah. good. That's quite good. What have you have you uh, in 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 the general thing? Have you learned anything about randomness from this show? I mean, I think I think for me, one of the one of the issues is you know when people say about things meant to be in the future and fate and all that kind of stuff, and they they throw these 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 coincidences at you. What um, they really mean is that you need an extra toe. Yeah, well, it might <laughs> be that. There's no coincidences. We see patterns where we want to see them. Things just happen, and we put our own thing onto them, and it's not, you know... That's quite nihilist, really. I'm quite nihilist. Nothing we do matters. You Nothing we do does matter, therefore it's all OK. Oh, my Don't God. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly, certainly the, uh, the, the sort of... If nothing we do matters, then why bother? Doesn't that, that's never really been my upshot of nothing I do matters. It's like, well, I can keep doing it, then, don't I? <laughs> I'm not going to get in any trouble here. Oh, it's going to be good. It gives you license to be the person you actually want to be, yeah. rather than being worried about what other people think, because other people don't actually exist. Hold on, all lol, no lard. <laughs> yes, true. It is. This is freaky trigger and <laughs> freaky trigger and the lard's of pop. It's all lol, no lard tonight. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll be flying off on that in, in a short moment. We've got one more. Uh, um, uh, so I'm, I'm even going to ask you to put between two CDs. I've got a CD which I found, which has nothing written on it at all. It's a Woolworths Worth It CD. The CD player squeaks slightly here as well. I don't, you know, it's, a, it's a Woolworths Worth It CD or one that says Raunch Backup on it. Raunch Backup. Hold on. Raunch Backup. Raunch Backup. It's pretty Woolworths. Yeah, I, I think I think this is this is one that's. Uh, that Tom Ewing recorded, and I stole from him. He did what? And he recorded it. I mean, not, not, not he, he made the CD. He was not raunchy on it. Um, can I get a? Can I get a number between one and fifteen? Well, ask us each for a number between one and five, and have them up. Oh come on! No, Just I'm go gonna go I'm gonna ask Alex for number between one and fifteen. Four. Four. Okay, this is track four. Um, Any idea? Um, yeah, I recognise... It's Christina Millian's I Could Be That Woman. I know that song from about the first two seconds. OK, Magnus, number. Um, Twelve. Twelve. What are you looking at? Oh, <laughs> awesome. And that is... Vogue, of course. Vogue, and finally, Kat? Uh, number one. Number one. It's a new day! <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is it's, it's kind of like it's oh chasing us around though. That's one. So, anyway, which of those three songs do we want to hear now? Vogue, it's amazing. Vogue, yeah, it's Vogue. track twelve. Yeah. Um, this has been Freaky Trigger and the Lollards of Pop. All long, no lard on Resonance one hundred four point four FM in London and on Resonance FM on your radio on your computer. I mean, not on your radio. That'd be one hundred four point four in London. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Well, I won't because someone else is doing it next week. But it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a randomly selected person doing it, and this is Madonna's Vogue. What are
The Clear Spot, every weekday at 8pm on Resonance 104.4 FM.